Today we have a very special Nerds and Friends. We are going to have Carrie Duvall pitch all of us the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson because none of us have seen it except for Carrie. So we're going to do a spoiler-free review slash pitch, and I'm very excited. Let's jump right in. Yes. Okay. So ground rules. I'm going to not spoil this. I'm going to pitch this like we're all going to go see this movie together and you know why you guys should should want to watch this for me. And if I had to say this in short, um, as a fan of most incarnations of Bat- Batman, in- including the Schumacher films, as sacrilegious, sacrilegious as it is, those are those are some atrocious movies that are still fun in their in their own right. I uh, but uh, and I'm not bite your tongue. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, as as an enjoyer to a certain extent of the Nolan films and how those how those went. I'm going to say that my first pitch to you is um, everything that made the gritty darkness of the Nolan films engaging. But in addition, it feels like a detective comic story. Hmm. So, and I'll, and I'll expand on that. All right. Um, the, the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movie felt specifically like um, old school um, superhero flicks in that they existed in the vacuum of this is the only superhero that exists in this world, much like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yes. Um, that is what, at least to me, the Nolan versus Batman movies uh, felt like. This movie, even though it is still very grounded, it's an early Batman within the first, it's 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 the first two years of him being Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson is playing a very Kurt Cobain inspired Batman. Uh, he's he's much more brooding. He is uh, he's very serious. Um, there's a little bit of tongue in cheek in like a really good way that kind of like calls back to. Uh, kind of the way Michael Keaton played him in a really good way. Um, but what you get to see is something that feels like um, feels like it could be a wider uh, comic book verse. For, for my game for my gamer friends, uh, this actually had the feeling in a way of the Arkham Asylum video games uh, in the tone, not the grandiosity. So uh, I will take I, I I will take questions at this point, or would you like me to go to like the way I felt through the movie? Because like I, I do have uh, I, I do have something on that, but at, at this point, at pause. Does anybody have any like specific questions? Not that I can think of. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I think we all know Batman. Okay, so. <clears throat> so, jumping off point okay this movie is not going to be surprised to anybody who does know Batman. okay uh, like whether you're a moviegoer you're a comic book person if, if you are if you are a fan of the long halloween if you are a fan of uh of year of batman year one uh or um oh shit is it mark or frank miller frank miller's Frank Miller. Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I, I believe if, so. If, if you if you know Frank Miller Batman, if you know uh, Batman Year One, you're not going to get anything like that's like 
terribly unfamiliar. It's not a it's not a radical take on the Batman. What it is is it does have a it does very well marry the 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 very the gothic shadowy aesthetic of of kind of a Tim Burton film like there's mm-hmm. there's very much inspirations of that it very much keeps the motif with a like I said before a, a grunge attitude and the reason I say that is because Matt Reeves the director did say that his version of Batman was inspired by Kurt Cobain um <clears throat> throughout this movie you get to see him uh and and it's it's very much Batman playing the hits he faces off against mobsters he's 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 hunting a serial killer version of the Riddler this whole this whole time who is leaving uh jigsaw-esque clues uh throughout Gotham and it does lead to like a point there are some extremely well done tense thriller scenes in this it is it is a little bit of seven and it's a little bit of um, I'm trying to think of something outside of Batman Begins, but it's very much Batman Begins, hmm. and it's 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 a big like it's a big overarching mystery. And here's the like and and uh, I'm I'm up two minds on this. One, it does not talk down to the audience for most of the movie. It knows that you are here to watch Batman. You know that Batman's parents are dead. We do not get another retread of. Batman's parents getting getting shot in an alley. You do get uh, an expand like that is important to the plot. That is central to the plot, uh, and and it is tangential to uh, to the Riddler and everybody else going on. But it is not like we don't have to be shown it again. Um, the uh, Zoe Kravitz knocks it out of the park as Catwoman. Ro- Robert Pattinson knocks it out of the park out of the park as the Batman. Paul Dano is an amazing uh is an amazing version of a serial killer in the vein of of he's not a sexy serial killer he he's he's not Hannibal Lecter he ain't even Buffalo Bill he is and this is specifically for my fellow serial killer nuts out here he is he is BTK this guy is basically Dennis Rader and it like if if there is uh, one thing that I will give credit to for like the script to Paul Dano to Matt Reeves on this, it is the fact that they made a villain that is utterly repulsive. There is like we're n- we're not going to have the Heath Ledger Joker situation where people want to dress up like this to be edgy. He's not he's not a sexy Nazi trope. He is in every way an extremely repulsive character. And it is, and it, and it is played well. That being said, if you have at least three brain cells, you will see what the Riddler is going for or what the point of his game is far before any of the characters on the screen. That being said, it is still very fun getting there. Uh, there, there's a lot of great fight scenes. Um, if I can, I would, I will give Matt Reeves a great deal of credit because he, uh, and this is a very technical thing. He does not cut on the hit. Wide wide angle. You get to see fist contact flesh. And even if it's sped up for camera purposes, the, the hits look real, the fights look real. There is one punch in particular that is dead center frame. And it's just, 
it's expected, but a little bit unexpected at the same time that feels like the dude he punched. Um, he, cause he, he punches fucking commissioner Gordon. Like it feels like he, like Robert Pattinson may have actually floored, um, uh, floored that actor. Jeffrey Wright, great uh, Wright. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, who I fucking love. He was an amazing Felix Leiter. He does a really good job as a, as, as an early version of Jim Gordon. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, that was the credit. There is, there is a, a chase scene. Like the action is supremely well done. I, I will definitely give it the action. The chase scene in the middle is the chase scene that everybody saw on the trailer, uh, where you got to see like at the end of the trailer, the fucking Batmobile, like, bursts out of flames and the penguin flips over and you get to see Batman walking up upside down. Okay. The mark of a good action sequence like that, when you know the ending is how thrilling it is to get there. And this chase scene does it perfectly. Uh, like I was like, uh, like there, there, there are a couple times where like, I went into this movie thinking like, shit, I'm going to watch another Batman retread. I like Batman. I was expecting something much more bland when in the lead up to that chase scene. And when you first get to see the Batmobile rev up in the shadows, I was grinning like an idiot because <laughs> I was immediately having so much fucking fun. Uh, that it, uh, like it, it, I was, I was like, all right, you know what? I will forgive much of this movie. Like I will forgive the very few things that I felt were like, that I didn't, that didn't quite land. Uh, I will forgive specifically because that middle scene, by the way, Colin Firth plays a fucking amazing penguin. He's uh, an amazing actor. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. That middle scene, that chase scene. And the clusterfuck that leads up to it was an amazing bit of fun put to film. Okay, so I know I have basically been talking for 15 minutes straight about like why I think I should go see that. Um, would you guys be interested in going to see this movie with me? Yes, you have sold oh. it quite well. I'd be very interested to go see it with you. Yeah, especially with that, like, uh, the the way that you've described the fight scene sold me on it. Cause that's always been my big problem with the, uh, the DC movies is how very poorly all of the action has been, uh, has been framed and directed in a lot of these big films. Mm -hmm. so I'm glad to hear that they're, uh, kind of going the other way on this one. Oh yeah. And I, and I think personally that really, that really speaks to um, Matt Reeves being a great director with all the Planet of the Apes movies that he did and um, his stunt team, his director of photography, like whoever, whoever made this film with Matt Reeves and Matt Reeves himself, if he was the final call on like how, on like how a scene should be shot. Um, he did a great job selling that Batman can absolutely handle himself uh, in a way that didn't feel, um, <clears throat> he didn't feel superhuman in the way that the characters did in the Watchmen movie, the, the Zack Snyder version, like which which I know was one of the big criticisms between the comic and the movie. 
because the movie made them these like these hyper competent super well fighting like like they basically had superpowers but they were normal people in in the Snyderverse like it actually feels the way that the way they put together the action and the way that Robert Pattinson plays the action that um he 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 gets hurt which is which is excellent uh he is consistently taking damage uh, and uh, and he still feels like a human that is doing superheroic things, aside from the fact that <clears throat> Batman wears um, hyper uh, hyper bullet repellent armor that still has the weight of rubber. Um, like there can't be that like, trope, though, you know. <laughs> you can't beat that trope. It's it's kind of like the like the the good guy always walks away walks away from explosions thing. There are a couple scenes where like Carrie, who has been through catastrophic injury, was like, "You're not walking away from that one, Bruce." But <laughs> still, like they were like the scene leading up to the up to him was so thrilling or like edgy, like 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 it, it was legitimately edge of your seat things. These these couple times when he like he got hurt hard where you're like, okay, like, like still, you know, cause you're, cause you're, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't want to give away. I don't want to give away one of them because it's legitimately too fun to actually see in the theater. Like your excitement is selling me on it. Cause you're like, I want to talk about it, but you can't yeah. spoil it. <laughs> and that's the thing. I do want to talk about so much of this movie, but there are things that are like, I, that actually would be spoilers, but I do think this is a movie, uh, uh, even though, like I said, it it does stumble a bit at the ending, and I think it's because it shoehorns for a sequel. Not that it's done in a bad way, but it's done in a too long way. It is like, as I said before, uh, we before we started recording, the last ten minutes of this movie made it feel like a three-hour movie. Um, but leading up to that. Um, there are a lot of threads going around in a, in a lot of different directions that do keep you engaged and they do a really good job of keeping the movie from sagging. And that is actually a really good, um, and that's really done well with the cast. Um, I mean, uh, if, if there's one last person I could say, Andy Serkis as Alfred is only in a couple of scenes, but he does a really, really good job of selling that this is the guy that's been taking care of um of early 30s Bruce Wayne for the past 20 years in a in the vein that like Michael Caine was still very much a butler Alfred was a foster father oh that's and that's a fun for, that's fun yeah Andy Circus I mean uh for the like and 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 they and they and the screen time between each of these actors and each of their performances is given enough time to uh, hit, show some personality, and spread out the story. So you know, and again, I'm going into like the very few things I know about film and why I was just, but like, it's not a story that's going to surprise you. The cast knocks it out of the fucking park. The tension is great. Um, the story all the way up to the finale is fun. It's a little bit too long. There's a couple of scenes that don't quite work because there had to be a lot riding on him. But overall, 
a good time. So if so you had to give it a, a score out of 10, where would Carrie put the Batman? Carrie would put that at about a, let's call it an eight. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and high, high praise. praise. <laughs> and high so foot. just got banned from Twitch now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you mean I can't show my feet on Twitch? Yeah. So... Uh, my nerdy hey, now, now Tarantino's gonna like our podcast though, so there you go. Hey, hey! <laughs> I just had like, do you remember that old like um, Capri Sun commercial where it was like two guys with like faces painted on their stomachs and they were just kind of like, like nodding up and down like the like the stomachs were talking. I just had that thought, but it's like our podcast and it's just like our feet on camera and it was like it's like so I really like the Batman like. <laughs> 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 Nerds and feet, our alternate <laughs> podcast. Yes, th- that'll be our only friend fan, or our only fans handle. Our only, our only fans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my nerdy inquiry, because uh, this is like something that is near and dear to my heart. How is the the CG? How's the what? How is the CG? Because. Uh, that's that's been a huge issue with the Warner Brothers movies. Is their CG on all of their major movies that they've spent way too much money on looks like hot ass. Uh, Matt Reeves does the same thing well that George Miller did in Mad Max Fury Road. It really looks like I don't know how much is CG, how much is touched up, how much is but. It really, really looks like most of this movie was shot as practically as possible. And then the very few stunts where you know people would get seriously hurt are CG. Um, but they are they are done sparingly and as a as a shot transition and not given the full framing of even like a theater screen where it would ruin it so i i will say as far as the cg goes they um they they did it very well yeah i think you said the magic word there of i i can't tell how much of this is cg yep there you go i will say in in, uh uh batman v superman and uh and uh, what was the just justice league um did it have a subtitle it's not important, but nah. I can tell you exactly how much of that movie had had CG in it because you can tell ex- exactly when the uh, rendering is not good because it was all of it. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that's uh, so. So that's so that's my my enthusiastic review, and I want and I and I would like to say um, I am very easy to please. <laughs> But hey, eight, eight out of ten—that's high praise. I think that's a uh, so. With everyone who's watched this, leave a comment about what you thought of the Batman. Keep it spoiler-free, um, but let us know what you thought of it. And uh, yeah, this has been a great podcast. I'm going to stop recording, and then we'll get ready for our next podcast in just a moment. Yes. <laughs>